No. And this is why I also command stripped a uh, scratching cardboard thing to my wall because I was hoping she would scratch and chew on that. And so far she's kind of nibbled on the corner. I mean, she's chewing on something else now, so that's now good. Now on the mannequin, you're it's only because it's stuck. noisy, my darling. Could you, could you do? I'm sure it'll be fine. I haven't, like, watched it all straight through. I'm familiar with the characters, it's so, ran like. for a very long time. Yes. So. Can you. Be quieter. Can you be quieter. <laughs> she's goth. She's punk. She plays bass. She's very moody. Hold for cat. <laughs> can you. To pick you up. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I was like, can you <laughs> sit? Can you sit there? Just hang out. You can do it. You realize that they have kind of like a history that isn't being fully like realized. Mm. There is an episode um, in which Bubblegum. <laughs> oh shit! Cat! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! No! Yeah, we'll oh, no. My whole drink just spilled, which is truly unfortunate. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And this is the podcast about fan fiction. And this week, Claire has given me a, the vaguest of prompts, which was find a cartoon. Find <laughs> a cartoon. That we have yet to talk about and uh, find a fic about it, which I had many choices, but because of this uh, show currently ish, still being. On the air, hmm. uh, I have gone with Adventure Time. Oh. So, uh, what is, okay, what is your Adventure Time background? I haven't, like, watched it all straight through. I'm familiar with the characters. It's so ran like, for a very long time. Yes. Um, so I'm familiar with, like, Jake and Finn and, mm-hmm. like, Princess mm-hmm. Bubblegum. Mm-hmm. And okay. I ship her with the vampire girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know some of the other princesses, which their names escape me, like the... There are quite a few of them. Yes, like the green gloppy yes. cloud one. Um, the purple cloud one? Yes. Ah, lumpy space princess. Yes. Okay, so for, for both Claire and for people at home, I, I cannot say that I am like a an Adventure Time like stan. I was not one, I also was not one that watched every single episode or like looked forward to them when it was on linear television. But I am fairly, I watched it when I was watching regular TV. I would watch it when it was on, like fairly in the know yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And similarly, yes, also was very into the uh, Princess Bubblegum Marceline dynamic. Marceline. Marceline, Marceline yeah. yes. And so I I probably went off the bandwagon um, maybe a little bit after college because that was probably mm-hmm. when I wasn't really watching TV. So like yep. around 2015, 16. Yeah. The update uh-huh. Of like a century, honestly. So here's what happened. A couple months ago during quarantine, looking up something that was like queer representation in cartoons. I don't remember what sure. it was. And like some like mojo YouTube thing came up and it was like the best um, LGBT in cartoons. And the the uh, thumbnail was Marceline and Princess Bubblegum kissing. And I was like, excuse me, what? What? <laughs> what? I would have heard. And it turns out, no, I had not had I heard. I had not heard. I had not had heard. <laughs> so I watched the video. And uh, luckily, I found this because the season finale uh, is a big battle with Glob, which is a, like, god figure in this um, universe. Oh, I have heard of Glob. Glo- they say, oh, my Glob. And in that episode, basically what happens is that uh, I think it's... Bubblegum gets injured, something she, like, collapses, Marceline goes to get her and, like, 
uh, she wakes back up and she's like, oh my God, I thought I lost you. And she's like, no, you'll never lose me. It's fine. And then they kiss. <gasps> and I was like, where? I am complete. What? <laughs> when did, why did, how, why did I miss this? Yes. Like, how did this escape my like realm of knowledge? Right. Being both a cartoon and being gay, which are some of my, this is my favorite combination of things. It was uh, realized by the actual creators in the season finale of Adventure Time in 2018. I want to mm. say it was maybe September 2018. I had to look that up for reasons. So they originally have a very like um, odd couple dynamic of like mm-hmm. Princess Bubblegum is a scientist. She's very um, science focused. She's very like um, altruistic because she's yeah, a princess. Yeah. Yeah. And then Marceline is a vampire. She's goth. She's punk. She plays bass. She's very moody. And uh, Finn is the main character is friends with both of them. And so they yeah. both go on adventures and it seems like they really only just annoy each other. Yeah. But then at one point in the series, you realize that they have kind of like a history that isn't being fully like realized. Mm. There is an episode um, in which I want to say some some deity or something like took a bunch of important things from the main characters. Mm-hmm. And all those things are talked about within the episode. And when at the end, you find out that uh, Princess Bubblegum's thing was a band teacher, t-shirt, which mm. is like very not her. And so Marceline in this group is like, wait a minute, you kept that t-shirt. And she's like... Yeah. Oh. And Marceline's like, but you never wore it. She's like, I wear it all the time as pajamas. Oh. <laughs> Which is like, right? Like, kind of like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Intrigue. So that, I think, is what started this whole bubbling in Marceline bubblegum mm-hmm. dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it kept growing from there. Like, you, a lot of people picked, on, picked up on the vibes of like, oh, it seems like they have a past. Like, maybe they're exes. And that's why this dynamic of hatred is so strong. Yes. yes, Which, like, I agree. You don't ever hate anyone as much as you hate an ex that, like, you have to be around. Agreed. (laughs) So it made a lot of sense. Uh, So Claire brought me this uh, prompt, and I was like, okay, I kind of want to do Adventure Time, because not only had I recently discovered that Bubbleine was now canon, but Adventure Time also just started coming out with a four-part, like, miniseries, Mm -hmm. where the episodes, I want to say, are an hour, but not regularly coming out. They're coming like every couple of months the second one came out and that was obsidian mm. which is uh which was focused on marceline and bubblegum's dynamic post canon mm. and basically i won't try i won't spoil it too much but basically it um talks about their dynamic now and it flashes back to when they broke up the first time and it also flashes back to like even earlier in the relationship when they either started dating or met it's, it was a little ambiguous mm-hmm. so i was like this is cool i am really curious what's going on in the bubbling fandom we have a princess and we have a vampire so i'm like what is there any like classic like 1800s vampire princess like dynamics yeah, going yeah. on like Anne Rice like oh. cla- like classic vampire and the answer is yes. yes which I was like okay I ended up finding I haven't yet heard from the creator but maybe I will hear back from them this was written in um right around when they were canonized and this was written by a user called Loaf Bread Excellent. Just just Loaf Bread. They're still writing Adventure Time fanfiction now. They wrote something a couple months ago. Hopefully they get back to me. Loaf Bread, if you're hearing this, I read this because I liked it a lot. And it's called Interview with a Vampire, (laughs) which uh, I at one point did watch Interview with a Vampire. I don't remember it well enough to know that this is a ton of stuff that happens in the original book slash movie, but it's definitely inspired by it. 
so that takes us to my drink, which I am calling a bubblegum blush. Ooh. Which, yes, I had a couple of ideas. I was like, I don't want a pink drink. And this is basically uh, kinky pink vodka with Sprite and like a little bit of grenadine. And so the reasoning behind that, besides Claire having kinky in her house that she absolutely needed to get rid of because yep. it's been in what 10 years in your in your cupboard it's been a while i don't remember when i acquired the kinky. it's that it was definitely post-college but that would still age it as like oh oh my god wait how old are we we're 28 <laughs> when did that happen um post-college would be less than five years yes yeah it's well i wouldn't have gotten it i wouldn't have gotten it until after I moved in with my roommate. And so, but uh, that still would have been like at least, that would have been like Point is it's four been years ago. Far too long. Yeah. So I wanted to use the it's kinky age. And I really liked the one bubblegum is obviously pink. She's yep. a very pink girl. But so the fun dynamic with Marceline is that she doesn't drink blood, she drinks the color red. What? Okay. Don't ask. <laughs> it, uh, I'm not going to ask questions. I'm, I, I'm inaccurately going to tell you what the canon is in the show. I think show, I have seen her like eat an apple. But I think it is a it's like a um alternative to drinking blood. So she okay. doesn't have to drink blood. Yeah. And so in my brain I was like what would red taste like to a vampire and it's like a watered down something else. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. watered down blood or like and so I was like this looks like a very watered down something pink. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's got all the sprite in it. Ooh, that's tart. Oh, it is tart. And very sweet, which I was hoping for, because bubblegum mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sweetness, etc. So bubblegum blush. And there is a line in one of Marceline's songs that's, um, I want to drink the red from your pretty pink face, which oh. is like angry, but also sexual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. Okay. So this is Interview with a Vampire by Loaf Bread. The tags are Princess Bubblegum Marceline. Additional tags are Alternative Universe. Marcy is still a vampire, though. One shot. So, pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Summary. The German research team found a casket in northern Styria, headed by Bonnabelle, which is Princess Bubblegum's first name. Yeah. They discovered that the casket contained a woman who claims to be a vampire. Ooh. Which I cannot remember if that's what happens in Interview with a Vampire, but basically there's this guy in modern day that's like, haha, I'm a vampire. And they're like, Psh, okay, sure. And they interview him about his life throughout history. Oh, okay. All right. Chapter one, which is the only chapter I think that exists. Bonnabelle Bubblegum grunted as she walked walked the hallways of the underground laboratory. She was called in the middle of the night when she was off duty four hours ago. She was about to take her beauty sleep when someone from above wanted her steadfast attention at this object that they had found in northern Styria. Doctor, a man greeted her as the door closed on its own. She was in the high-facility lab room of the top-secret laboratory in the country. She puts her eyeglasses on and received the chart that was given to her by the man. She threw out her eyebrows. What's this? A I thought cat- you said she forgot her eyebrows. She furrowed her eyebrows. <laughs> I'm her just eyebrows. Bad. I'm bad at listening. It's okay. <laughs> she forgot them. I don't know if Bubblegum has eyebrows canonically. Probably. Yeah. I just thought it was like when you forget to like fill in your eyebrows. Like you forgot to do them. Fair. So my eyebrows. They, they I don't have my face on. It's early. Yeah, there's exactly. A, there's a casket. Yeah. <laughs> What's this? A casket that might contain a human body? She asked him. He shuddered at the thought. Before we opened it, we scanned it first, but found no metal or radioactive interference, and then when we did, we found a human person, completely alive. It felt like she was just sleeping. We tried waking her, but she wouldn't. 
We also tried getting her out of the casket, but she's just too heavy. She bit her lip, deep in thought. How is that possible? What are the results of your physical examination, then? We couldn't take her blood no matter how much we probed or searched her veins. She also doesn't have a heartbeat. She's cold as dead, and we found a bite mark on her neck. We also couldn't strip off her clothing because we wanted you to do a secondary investigation. Bonnebel nodded. She walked past the other scientist who immediately made way for her. She was handed a pair of gloves, mask, and went into the examination room. The room was dimly lit. The only light source was focused on the casket. She was the only one who entered since all of them were outside watching through the transparent window. She rolled her eyes at them. Cowards. She proceeded to investigate the casket before opening it. It was a hardwood, painted in black, had a mural design on the edges, and there were fa- phrases written in Latin. Mento viviri, memento mori. Which means, remember you are alive, remember you're dead. <laughs> I'm pretty, oh, I'm pretty yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know memento mori means remember you will die. I yeah. assume memento viviri means remember you will live or remember you're alive. Mm. And Terrasante. She took out her pocket notebook and started writing what she saw. Upon opening the casket, she saw a small insignia of a bat encircled by an olive branch. Below was a word written, Abadir. She pushed it open and removed her mask. It didn't stink. The smell was a mixture of vanilla and strawberries. She looked down and saw a person inside of it. Hands on the different sides of the- of chest. Hands on the different sides of chest. Hand- I assume that means crossed. But that's- oh. On either side of Hands her chest. Hands on either side of her chest. There we go. There you go. The woman was wearing a gray suit with a black tie. Oh. Right? She looked at the shoes that she was wearing and they were red boots. She carefully examined the boots and furrowed her eyebrows. It looked good as new, as if they'd never been used. The woman was pale, her lips as red as if she were still alive. Half of her hair was cascading to her stomach. She moved her mane to the side and realized that the woman's ears were pointed. She checked her neck and saw two red bite marks. She put a finger on it, gently checking, and the wound was still fresh. She then proceeded to examine her hands. They were cold. Very cold. She then moved to her mouth and opened it. It was normal. Rude. <laughs> Just like a dead-ass body. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are you hoping? (laughs) Gross. It was normal. Everything was pale and pink as if she were still alive, but felt cold. She then prodded the eyes open, but instead of seeing a dilated eye with a blue-white haze, she saw a different one. The iris was colored red. Her pupil was in a slit, not round like a normal human. Snake. Snake. She for- David Tennant. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Being a sexy snake demon. Snake. Snake. Uh, she, uh, da, da, da. she furrowed her eyebrows and, not a furrowing of eyebrows, she furrowed her eyebrows and gasped when it looked like the person was staring right at her. She immediately let go and calmed herself. Who the hell are you? She couldn't put a finger on who this person was. She could name a few supernatural explanations that could come to mind, but she never believed those. She was a woman of science, and she needed a proper explanation for this being. Who woke me up at this ungodly time? She heard someone say. She looked down and saw the person's eyes were now wide open. Her eyes were red, irises with slits, just like a snake, as it stared at her with utter curiosity. Is it you? This person's voice was sweet, melodic. And then she sat up, rubbing her eyes in the process. Well, nice to meet you, she said, as she glanced at her nameplate, which was pinned on her pocket. Dr. Bonnebel Bubblegum. The person smiled, completely showing a new set of teeth that she hadn't seen earlier. They were fangs. (laughs) Holy shit, was all she could say before running towards the exit. The doctors around her couldn't say a word at the shock. Lockdown, she yelled, and they did what their head researcher commanded of them. She ordered her men to not bring food or any water to the vampire or creature. It had been two days since she last saw her. 
She asked her men to draw blood samples from her, asking for a piece of her hair, her bodily fluids, and no matter how many tests they ran, the results would always be equivalent to a dead person's. The door opened as she swiped her card and clicked a few buttons. She went inside and saw the vampire tied to a chair, her hair disheveled. She was now wearing a black straight jacket. Black straight jacket. <laughs> we, f- we found a goth straight she jacket just for you. She insisted on the goth straight jacket. I will not wear a they non-goth. They only had one. <laughs> completely immobilizing her movements. She sniffed and grimaced at the odor. Did they put garlic in here? The vampire's eyes opened and her red eyes were paler than usual. Bonnebel walked towards her and examined her eyes. She pulled back when the woman growled. Free me, she gasped. I need any shade of red. She furrowed her eyebrows. Aren't vampires supposed to drink blood? She crossed her arms, looking down at the frustrated vampire. I don't drink blood. For reasons, she managed to say. I'll tell you everything that you have to know. Just feed me, she pressed, slowly managing to raise her head to look at the doctor in front of her. Bonnebel gulped. She's curious how vampires exist. Although she doesn't completely believe her. She needs to experience it to believe that this kind of supernatural exists. So she leans down, her neck a few inches away from the vampire's mouth. She slowly whispers into the pointed ear, Feed from me. <laughs> oh, for science and not sexy things, no. Also, she said I don't drink blood. Right? Like, uh, I assume Bonnebel is perhaps human colored in this version. Oh. So, like, maybe oh. she can't feed on her, like... Oh, she is pink. More, more peach flesh oh, than mm-hmm. pink, but, you know, bring her... Or does she think a... she's going to eat her hair because it's, like, a shade of red, a.k.a. pink? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah, she was like, I have decided I'm a woman of science, and my science tells me that you're a vampire, so we're just going to test that theory. Drink me. The guards who were watching from the transparent window were about to come in, but she stopped them by raising her hand at them. They halted and waited for their orders. The vampire resisted. She moved her head the other way, closing her eyes. She could practically smell the blood running from the pink-haired woman. Oh, pink hair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she steeled herself. But it's fake, so maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's ethics of red. <laughs> what red shades? That's, yes. It's it a de- natural red. It depends on if you think that pink is a shade of red or if it's its own color. It is in Adventure Time. I, oh. she, I, maybe it was an apple. I thought it was a strawberry that she like bit into and drained the red and it turned gray. Oh, yes. I, I forgot that she does, she drinks the color red, not like, you're right. Things that, yeah. No, she, yeah, li- yeah, she yeah. drinks the literal color red. <laughs> yes, yes. She drains it out of things. Yes. The vampire resisted, moving her head the other way, closing her eyes. She could practically smell the blood running from the pink-haired woman, but she steeled herself. Bonnebel, running out of patience, grabbed Marceline's head and directed her mouth towards her neck. She even moved her head to the side for the vampire to get a better angle. Come on, suck me dry, she whispered, provoking the vampire. <laughs> Yikes. Gross. She can feel- it's very Twilight of like, what was the thing she did at the first in the first one where she was like, like, pulled down her collar and was oh, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like tempting him and edward was like no 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 this is a virginity smut <laughs> we cannot we are not going temptatious. to we're going to basically edge for the next three books nasty so cannot no thank you she can feel one sharp breath against her skin and then she was kissed full on the neck which made bonnebel out of impulse moan she couldn't tell if it was out of pleasure or fear <gasps> she felt two pairs of needle-like teeth penetrate her penetrate and she <laughs> Not a, good, not a good enough word. I would argue that this is the perfect time to use the word penetrate. No, it, it is. It is. 
and she couldn't move. It wasn't painful. It was erotic. And she couldn't help but slightly whimper in pleasure. Though it was only for a mere minute, it was enough to make the pink-haired woman be flustered and helpless. She was feeling weak and could feel the burst of air coming in from inside her body from the impaled wound inflicted to her by the vampire, whose red eyes were glowing of hunger, her mouth slightly agape from sucking her blood, and there was still a trace of intimidating liquid on her lips as she pulled away. Bonnebel retreated back, holding out her bloodied neck, eyes widened in the process. You... you... where did you come from? The vampire snapped her neck from side to side, feeling satisfied at the cracks that she was here. Ugh. Nope. There we go. Ow. <laughs> at the cracks that she was hearing. She sighed, and with one swift motion, she let loose her straitjacket, tearing it whole. The guards were about to get inside before they heard the vampire speak. Try to come in and I'll kill her, she threatened, the guards stopping her. Uh, the guard stopped moving and looked at Bubblegum for answers. She blinked, trying to find any way of trying to escape. It's her fault. She provoked the vampire and she was so stupid. She bit her lip and nodded meekly as, at the guards who nodded firmly at her. She took a chair which was in the corner and sat in front, with the, in front of where the vampire was seated. You, you promised to tell your story, she managed to say, regaining her composure. The bleeding stopped and she wiped the excess blood on her lab coat. She raised her eyebrows when she saw the vampire wasn't on the ground anymore. But instead, she was floating in a seated position. Hands were clasped on her knees as if she was waiting for something. Ask away. She waved dismissively. Her Interview eyes... Interview with a vampire. There we go. <laughs> Ask away. She waved dismissively. Her eyes landing boringly at her green ones. Her eyes landing boringly at her green... Oh, she's her eyes are she's, boring she's... into another... Boringly eye. is a confusing adjective because it means both boring and, like, penetrating. <laughs> The English language is um, a real hoot. Is Did a you mess, know? <laughs> is a mess to begin with, and so you know those words that like mean their own antonym, like peruse. Yes, those are may. So peruse, in theory, means like casually look over or intensely study. Yeah, like that's the the dictionary definition of both those things, and it's because back in the day when the word peruse was just one of those things, I assume. Uh, the, f the second one, which was seriously look at something for intention, people started using it ironically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that's why the word literally now means both literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes. Because the English language is dumb. Yes, I have. I've heard of like other words that are like that, where it's like so many people have just used it the wrong way that they're like, yeah, oh, that was like. Um, Someone used it ironically with intention and then other people started using it not ironically with that ironic ironic intention and then now it's just a yeah. word that means the exact opposite of itself yeah <laughs> bonnebel whisked one question from her active mind and started from the very beginning how are you possible this time the vampire chuckled clearly showing her fangs a lot of things are thought to be impossible but truth is they are i cannot explain how i'm here it's just the same with you mortals we just happen to exist she quickly took out her pen and notebook in her pocket and started scribbling are there any other vampires no I exterminated them all in the 1800s, she shrugged, shifting from her floating position a little. This is canon with the Adventure Time stuff. She killed a lot of vampires in oh, Adventure Time. Oh, yeah. why? It, uh, reasons. Also, we're dead. Who <gasps> <laughs> was the... It's always daddy issues. That, yep. <laughs> that was a big part of the plot. Uh, That's also why I've killed all engineers. And your own dad. <laughs> my own dad. Yeah. <laughs> Claire's the only engineer left. Yep. I'm the one true engineer. <laughs> I exterminated them all in the 1800s, she shrugged, shifting from her floating position a little. Bonneville furrowed her eyebrows. Exterminated? Why would you erase an entire species? Ah, good question. The vampire waggled a finger at her and smirked. Vampires that time were attacking mortals for their blood. I had a best friend once, and she was human. 
They killed her. Her voice darkened. I avenged her by erasing their existence. Are you... Would you avenge... Yes. Okay. <laughs> what was the rest of the question? <laughs> I was like, uh, as my best friend, would you avenge my death by eliminating... If, like, a squirrel killed you, I would kill all squirrels. Yes. <laughs> Oh, good. Okay. I hope I'm not killed by a squirrel, <laughs> but, like, I guess if I'm killed by an endangered species, mm. it depends on how cute they are. It d- yeah, it depends on how much I hate them in general. Yes. Um, depending on the larger effect. If it was, of... like, a cat that killed you, I'd really have some f- com- yes. conflicted feelings. And it's like, if a mosquito kills me, they don't, um, like, if I die I from... I wish I could kill all the mosquitoes. It's... I would try. Right? Scientists have also ruled that, um, mosquitoes are not necessary for the ecosystem, so... Mm. You can kill those and not also, feel bad. Also, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say friend is a euphemism. <laughs> In this context. So not me. They were not roommates. If, oh. <laughs> they were Galsby and pals. <gasps> I have to guess based on what I know about Marceline now. So um, Pals as in partners at life? Oh my god. Part- Claire, you've cracked a code. <laughs> you've cracked the gay code. You're a lesbian now. I knew it! <laughs> Were you already a vampire at that time? No. I'm half human and half demon. She glanced at the ground before landing her eyes at the pink-haired beauty. When I was battling the last vampire, he bit me before I could stake him. That was his way of preserving his species. Rude. But, like, smart. (laughs) Smart. Bonneville's eyes widened in amazement. Clever, she muttered. She gazed at the vampire who glared at her. I'm sorry if I offended you. The vampire chuckled. It's okay. I've only become everything I hate. That's fine. <laughs> I only can't kill myself now, so that's been a fun <laughs> thousand years or whatever. Yeah, right. Two hundred years. We're assuming that they're in the current millennia. I know where they are. It's coming up in about a paragraph. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, based on yes, based on like this. I don't know why I was like picturing this in like Frankenstein, like yeah. oh, like old school science. Yeah. Which they talked about having a like a transparent window but that didn't mean anything to me that's just what a window is yes <laughs> if you think about it being not plastic which like yes in a like a experimental lab it's a very specific kind of transparent window but it's that's that a, what a window is it's for some reason i'm not confused at all because yeah. at my office we have we actually have a really expensive window that you can flip the switch and it fills with a opaque gas and so it goes from clear window to being opaque so like to me, uh, the idea of a transparent window, I'm like, yeah. No, totally, I'm bored. Did, <laughs> yeah. Not going to question the yeah. fact that all windows are transparent. Because That's to me, not is. all windows are transparent. No, some of them you are can electri- filled with fog. Yeah, you can electrify some of them and fogify them. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vampire chuckled. It's okay. It's the truth, though. He was very clever. After she dotted a few lines of inquiry. How many years have you been asleep? What year is it now? Bonneville bit her lip before answering. 2018? Oh, it's not that long, actually. Last time I remember it was the 1950s. Bonneville finally asked the question that she'd been meaning to ask. After How, gay- many, how many years have you been 17? <laughs> Wait, how old are you? <laughs> after gazing her hand at the marks on her neck, she stared at her eye to eye before asking, What happens when you bite a human? The vampire smirked, tilting her head as she raised one of her eyebrows. Erotica. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Once I tasted blood. I will always be drawn to any types of blood. The reason that I stopped drinking is that I don't want to hurt anyone. That's why I resorted to drinking or sucking shades of red. Though it doesn't bode well for my hunger, it's enough to it's enough for me to not be hungry. Also, it's easier to explain to kids. Fair. <laughs> 
oh, wow, we really want to have this goth vampire, but, like... She uh, hot and goth. She hot and goth, but she can't bite anybody. But it's very hard to explain to uh, babies, you cannot just bite whoever you want. Also fair. You can bite apples. <laughs> it's like can a, bite It's apples. like a real, like, roundabout, uh, like, healthy eating... <laughs> The food pyramid. You want to be a vampire? Bite some fucking fruits. (laughs) Kids. The head writer definitely had a picky eater and was like, you know, it's like back in the day. No, vampires don't drink blood. They drink the color red. So like, eat this tomato sauce. And he was like, I'm a vampire. Spaghetti. (laughs) Classic. It all goes back to vampires and spaghetti. Love spaghetti. It's spaghetti all the way down. Spaghetti all the way down. That's why I resort to drinking or sucking shades of red. Though it doesn't bode well for my hunger, it's enough for me to not be hungry, she explained. But now that I've tasted human blood, I don't know how long I'll be able to control my cravings for blood. She shrugged as she ran a hand through her thick mane of midnight hair. Bonnebel felt her breath hitch at the threat. Is there an alternative, though? This time, the vampire chuckled before smirking. Yeah, it's sex. <gasps> <laughs> Oh my not God. canon. No. <laughs> Although I can't, we d- immediately jump ahead in time. So I don't know if that's a joke or not. I'll read a note at the end that like maybe explains. Okay. Uh, Bonnebel Bubblegum relaxed herself before opening the steel door of their prisoner. The vampire ears perked at her entrance and smiled. Are we here for another interview about my undead life as a vampire? After a week of being bitten by the vampire, she had been asking her questions at the same time, giving her blood from the bio department of their lab. She found out that the vampire's name was Marceline Abadir. She used to be a daughter of a slave who was sacrificed to her father, and they fell in love, bearing Marceline. No. Like Thomas Jefferson. Yes. (laughs) Exactly like Thomas Jefferson. Whoa. Whoa. All of his descendants are vampires, too. Classically. Ooh. Interesting uh, addition to, like, the uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer (gasps) series. What? Alexander Hamilton. Just all the presidents. Vampire Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) Abe Lincoln's gonna murder him. Okay. Just a crossover with like the concept of presidents and the concept of vampires. And everyone knows Reagan's a werewolf. Oh, gross. (laughs) No, he's not anything cool. He's a slugfish. Oh yeah, he's like a he's like the mermaid, but not like a real mermaid, like the mermaid from Cabin in the Woods, like yes. a creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, 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 that yeah, works. Yeah. That works. That works. Okay, Gorbachev, <laughs> tear down this sludge <laughs> from the goon. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> I'm sorry, derailed. <laughs> anyway, uh, Marceline Everdeen. No, I'm here to take you home. She quickly gave her a new set of clothes. Marceline floated around her and smirked. Wow, that's going too fast. <laughs> What? Bonnebel blushed. No, I... It's for science. Was all she could muster. Tuck's hair behind the, ear. It's for science. <laughs> the vampire chuckled and received the clothes, which were composed of a black hoodie, gray slacks, underwear, and a pair of socks and shoes. Where are we headed? She asked as she stated, started unbuttoning her shirt. Her bed. Bonnebel looked away and fiddled with the chart in her hand. My home. It's <gasps> an out-of-lab experiment. I'm taking observations. Oh. Oh. Marceline bobbled her head. Which Can I I'm, put that on dating app? <laughs> I want to take you home for observations. Do you snore? <laughs> Do you snore? I will be taking very what detailed What are your dish lessons. habits? Do you put them in the sink? Do you put them in the dishwasher? I need to take observations. In a sexy day. Honestly, do you remember that, uh, what was it called? The uh, MTV dating show where they like 
uh, took one person to a bunch of people's bedrooms. Yes. And the people in the uh, yes. that owned the bedrooms watched from like an RV yes. outside. Room yes. Raiders. Yes, famously. Yes. I think it'd be funny to do a similar uh, experiment where you let a man like just live in your house for a day and you see what his habits are. And then based on those habits, you decide whether you can stand to date him or not. That sounds horrifying. Like, does he respect my things? Does he put, where does he put the dishes? Where does he put his laundry? Does he leave things on the floor? Where does he put his shoes when he comes in the house? Like, <laughs> I see why I'm single now because the whole concept horrifies me. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, I see like the before and after and I'd be like, excuse you, the dishes go get put away, good sir. It's an out-of-lab experiment. I'm taking observations. Oh, Marceline bobbled her head. What time is it outside? Bonnabelle glanced at her watch. Nine in the evening. She looked at the vampire, who was now fully clothed. You look nice. Finally starting to like me, huh? She teased, wiggling both of her eyebrows at the scientist who huffed. Don't get so full of yourself. It's good to be nice sometimes. She smiled, raising an eyebrow as she bopped Marceline's pointed nose. Come on, you silly vampire. Let's get you out of here. Jailbreak! That's the end. Uh, notes. This story might have an M rating the next <gasps> chapter. No. no, no, no. But unfortunately, the next chapter isn't here! My heart is broken. Right? I know. I wanted to, like, this seemed like it would be, it would, based on the context clues of being, like, Yank's uh, shirt down exposes neck seductively. Drink feels, me. Uh, exhilarated. Drink, feed of me. Suck me, drain, drain me of my blood. The uh, only other way to feed me is sex. Right? Maybe, true or false. That pink puss. <laughs> 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 that was gross, but I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> So thank you, Loaf Bread. Uh, please update that. You, you said you were going to write two chapters and there's only one. So it'd be cool if you posted that second one. I want to I wanna know what happens next. You said there was going to be cement. <laughs> and if it's rated M for mature, uh, mature or um, majorly smutty, um, we can put that on the Patreon. Yes, we would love to put this on the Patreon if this gets into a smutty place. There were definitely some smutty. There was actually a really interesting one that was set in the, um, it was a uh, Southern Gothic. So it was like Southern Georgia, I want to say like the mid 1800s to early 1900s. Can't remember exactly when Gothic is, but it was full smut. (laughs) But it was like the politics of the time. And I was like, this is at the very least interesting, but I can't read this on the actual podcast. So we got to save some stuff for the Patreon. So I hope that was fun. I hope you got a good background into what's been going on in Adventure Time because I was sorely off the map for a couple of years. I'm definitely going to look up some fan art later. Because, Do it. Because I love a good bubblegum and Marceline. They're very cute. And like, I like even, okay, this is what I love about cartoons is that even like aesthetically, like just looking at them, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, these are opposites. Like these yeah, are two opposites. Yeah. One is pink. One is gray. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like the hair, the like clothes, everything about their like character design Ball gown really shows plaid and jeans. Their entire yeah, their whole like arc basically yeah, yeah, is yeah. in is in their design and it's awesome. Science versus uh guitar. Yeah. Science versus passion. Passion. And art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> art mostly. Okay, I had a suggestion for you at some point and I've forgotten it in the three hours that I've been here. <laughs> You know, t- you know, time is an illusion. It is, but like I had one, I had one, and now I'm mad that I can't remember what it was. I'm sure it was something with movies because we have not done that many movies, and we should probably do more. We do a lot of TV shows. Was it one you watched recently? I think it was because we were talking about the Fight Club episode, so I was thinking about mm. like other like classic movies. Um, 
But yeah, or like ones that have like like the Matrix, like oh. things that like everyone kind of has an awareness of. Also, yeah. like I don't know if you want to. Did you hear about Elliot Page? Yes. Excellent. So also, I watched Juno, yes. <laughs> which in the context of Elliot Page being a non-binary man is a much better movie. <laughs> so uh, my assignment for you is something that Elliot Page has been in. So that's a lot of things. So you go in whatever. So Juno, we got Inception, we have Umbrella Academy. Um, and I feel like there's some other movies. Or something that's like a movie that like everyone has like an awareness of that might have some fan fiction attached to it in in the vein of fight club cool right. okay so that is your prompt uh if i have to update it i will <laughs> right perfect in the meantime if you have any what well, gosh we've asked we've asked for so many things at this point i'm trying to list off all the things if you have a fan fiction that fulfills a prompt better than we did if you have a first smut that you read before you had read good smut and it was weird if you have a first fan fiction that got you into fan fiction if you have a fan fiction that like is just an earworm in your brain constantly sent all those things to us uh and if they're under five thousand words we might actually read it on the podcast if not we might tweet it out or just like read it for fun ourselves all those things you can do uh at gmail which is fine pairings podcast at gmail.com or Instagram, TikTok, or Tumblr at Fine Pairings Podcast, and Twitter, Twitter at Fine Pairings Pod. Make sure that you sign up for our Patreon. Yes. Uh, where for $5, you can listen to our Steam and Cream uh, coffee shop Patreon, where we read smutty fix for uh, snaps and delights. And serve delicious fake coffee. <laughs> and so serve delicious fake coffee. Oh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yep, yep, yep. Just because it is very nice. It helps people find our podcast. And if you add a little bit of something extra in that review, we can use that to write you a 500-word fan fiction that uh, you request to us. Yep. If you are only on Spotify, thank you for following us. Uh, but you can also jump over to Apple Podcasts just to give us that because Spotify continues to evade my understanding and and doesn't have any way to review podcasts right so just do this do this one solid for me pop over to apple podcast for a second <laughs> do this one solid for us and we will provide you with more solids yes. of fanfics that we have written yes exactly <laughs> olin rogers left me oh he's a good man yeah. all right and thank you for listening we'll see you next time goodbye bye-bye